this story out of Texas kind of surprised me, but, uh, you know, nothing to see here, folks. You can be considered wherever you want to be considered. I, I don't understand why I'm supposedly a coon or a sellout or an Oreo or what have you, according to some, a few black, like, super liberals. And, of course, the most racist people on this planet are white liberals, right? Because we are too stupid to get a driver's license to vote. We can't handle society, so society must lower standards for black men. You know, we're just violent criminals, and we should be held to the same standards as civilized Western white males because, according to white liberals, you know, who are enlightened and want to help black people, you have to have a lower standard for black men and women because it just can't compete. That's true racism. And I discovered that uh, before my 19th birthday uh, from a co-ed, a pretty blonde co-ed on UC Berkeley as a freshman. When she came up to me and said, isn't that cool that UC Berkeley let you in because you're black? Making assumptions about me and feeling all high and mighty about her virtue signaling herself. This is in the 90s, folks. This is in the 90s. And I went from being diehard, government should fix everything, long-haired liberal. Yeah, I had long hair. I had dreadlocks down on my shoulders. To like, wait a minute. This is what liberals think of black people. They think we're too stupid and they must lower standards. Now, full disclosure, I went to a mostly white high school in San Diego, predominantly white high school in the suburbs. And I graduated toward the top of my class. I was competing with other white students. They did not lower the standards to let me in at UC Berkeley. That was an assumption she made because she was a racist white liberal. But racism and liberalism kind of go hand in hand and has nothing to do with uh, being white because black liberals are some of the most racist people as well. But I digress. So I am whitewashing an Oreo and a Coon and Uncle Tom and all this other stuff because I'm a conservative. Oh, I'm a white nationalist. I'm a white supremacist. I think we can agree. <laughs> I'm not white. Oh, sorry. Right here. Right here. I'm white. Why, why am I starting off in this in this wacky bit, right, folks? Why? Because in 2022, 2021, 2023 and beyond, liberals, Marxists, absolutely bat crap crazy lefties want you to believe that you can be whatever you want to be as long as you identify as that. But I can't identify as a conservative without being labeled some sort of like white nationalist, white supremacist, or a wannabe white person. I love all of you, my white brothers and sisters. I do. I'm not a racist. I don't have to say I'm not a racist for you to know I'm not a racist. But I've never wanted to be white. I kind of like my melanin count. I do. And I also like the fact that I'm a man. But not everyone does. But that's okay to the left. Totally normal. So we have this transvestite. We used to call them transvestite or cross-dressers. Now they're called, what, transgender? And we're supposed to... Uh, no, I, look, the backlash on this is, is so... I'm actually not worried about the transgender thing. I think they've gone so far left of the transgender thing that people are just like, enough is enough. I mean, obviously, we sensible people saw this nonsense and this BS from a long time ago. But even people who are just like, this is enough is enough. And then you got this man. A cross-dressing man was arrested 
because, you know, going into a woman's bathroom dressed as a woman, you're supposed to respect that, right? He identifies as a woman. Well, the problem was that he was, uh, um, he was taking photos of a woman under a stall with his cell phone. She sees it. This happened in Fort Worth, Texas at the Hewlin Mall on Christmas Eve around 4.30 p.m. Some other man confronts him. And what does he do? Well, he's supposed to be a... I think this... I, I like the, this article here written by Cassandra Fairbanks. She does great work over at the Gateway Pundit. She called him what he is. She didn't call him transgender. She called him a cross-dressing man because he was a man. What did he do? When another man confronted him about taking pictures under the stall of a woman, he brandished a gun. That's a... Pr Guys and girls, whatever your... Whichever the two genders you might be. When you're sitting there brandishing a gun, that's a pretty male thing to do. I mean, like, seriously. I don't care what kind of culture, if it's cowboy culture or it's gangster culture or it's mafia culture or it's whatever culture. If you're starting to show a gun when someone confronts you as a way of uh, showing dominance and violence and uh, that you're a badass, that's a pretty testosterone thing. That's a pretty male thing. So this guy... Thank you, Cassandra for, uh, uh, Fairbanks, for calling him a cross-dresser. The left would call him a transgender guy, a transgender woman, or... Yeah, that's what, I, I actually still get confused. A transgender man, transgender woman? Like, see, this is the wackiness. Anyway, he just proved he's a guy because that's a pretty damn guy thing to do. Whoa, 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 you're stepping up on me because you, you didn't like the fact that I was taking pictures under a stall of a woman with my cell phone? I'm going to show you a gun. That's a pretty guy thing. That's a pretty male testosterone violent thing. Thank you for calling me a cross-dressing man and not a uh, not a, 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 a transgender. We used to call them transvestites. So funny how it's not fat, kind of sad how children know these things. My uh, uh, six-year-old nephew knows about these issues. I don't even think I knew what transgender or transvestites were until high school. And I'm not like I lived in like, you know, in some Amish community. I grew up in, in, Cal in Southern California, like one of the most deviant, crazy places in, in, in the world. You know, I, I think I became aware of this whole subculture uh, probably around 14, 15, 16 was like, hey, James, do you want to go? Uh, I never did. But do you want to go down to Berkeley and see um, see the midnight show of, um, uh, what is it? Um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So the guy brandishes a gun. Uh, the victim described Egan to a police as a male that was dressed to look like a female. They, they got things right in Texas. In California, this would have been way differently reported by the police and to the police. When the, men, uh, when the police arrived to arrest the man, they found the weapon, which was determined to be a pepper ball gun wasn't an actual gun. Uh, he was, um, he's on, uh, he's a deterrent co uh, county correction center on a combined $30,000 bond. Uh, does not have any attorney listed on his jail records. And um, he's being uh, held on um, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and improper photography. 2022 is uh, has been a wacky year. Now, what did I tell you was going to happen or what's happening, what the plan is with um, them stealing the elections? That's right. They stole the election of 2020. They stole the election of 2022. They're going to steal the election of 2024. 
unless something drastic changes. There's been no consequences to these treasonous, traitorous, illegal, unethical, uh, Marxist rat bastards. They're going to continue to do it. There has been no consequences. But remember, the other part of the crime is not just committing the fraud, election fraud, but of course, they make criminalizing it to even question their crimes. I told you this would happen. Here's the breaking news. Katie Hobbs and Maricopa County have filed motions for sanctions and applications for attorney's fees against Carrie Lake and her attorneys. So they lose this initial thing. And I read some of your comments. I do not have the optimism you have that, James, you're being negative and being a realist. Nothing has happened for any stolen election in the U.S., since 2020, we all know it's stolen. The entire world knows it's stolen. You know it's stolen. I know it's stolen. Uh, Joe Biden himself said that they had the biggest voter and uh, an election fraud operation. Everyone knows it's stolen. But if you question it's stolen, now you're also, if you're a J6 um, protester, who just trespassed by by being invited in. The police said, you can walk into the Capitol, but now their ass is in jail, underneath the jail, being tortured. The rhinos are doing nothing. The Republicans are doing nothing. What a shameful moment in American history. Because they questioned, they dare question the validity of the 2020 stolen elections, which were rigged. And now if you go against it, what I tell you the other day, what I tell you in yesterday's show, well, here we have what we have now. Katie Hobbs is asking for more than a half a million dollars, which of course is mostly going to um, Hillary's attorney, Mark Elias, who has been behind this whole thing. They're criminalizing trying to pers- uh, pr- uh, prosecute or, 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 or sue or investigate. Do you understand what's going on here? The criminals are making a crime looking into their criminal activity. I told you this would happen. It's exactly what happened. So we have uh, uh, Judge Peter Thompson dismissing the Carrie Lake uh, lawsuit. By the way, this is a new thing I'm seeing here from Rachel Alexander over Town Hall. Uh, Check this out. Yeah, this is a Town Hall article um, from yesterday. The dismissal of Carrie Lake's election lawsuit shows voter disenfranchisement no longer matters. It never mattered. It never mattered to the the Democrats. I'm going to play something from Wayne Allen Root. I think he nailed it. Uh, you know, we talk about this all the time. Blame your opponent on what you're actually doing. The the left never cares about racism. They're racist. They never cared about voter disenfranchisement because they were disenfranchising voters. They just accused everyone else of doing what they're actually doing. And what this article says, I find to be very, very interesting. Check this out. This is the very first paragraph. The trial court judge in Carrie Lake's election lawsuit predictably threw out her case on Saturday, putting on a sham trial that on the surface looked fair to the general public that doesn't know any better, but to legal minds was a travesty of justice. Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson only gave her two days for a trial and issued his ruling immediately afterwards, even though he could have taken several days, and it was one of the biggest, most important cases in the country. Legal experts believe his decision was ghostwritten. They suspect top left-wing attorneys like Mark Elias emailed him what to say. Folks, this is not coming from InfoWars. This is not coming from BCP News, Open Source News, 
uh, 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 SGT report or some of the more, you know, what people would consider us to be more fringy, even though this is from Town Hall. Townhall.com, Rachel Alexander wrote yesterday, December 26th, that legal experts believe that Mark Elias-type left-wing attorneys emailed the judge what to say. What did I say yesterday? Bought and sold. I hadn't seen this article yesterday when I reported on that. Great minds think alike. We come to the same conclusions because they're logical. If the left is getting away with what they want, they are threatening and controlling everybody, what makes us think that these judges aren't controlled? They control politicians. They control police. They control DHS. They control um, uh, uh, the border. They control um, rhinos and Republicans. What makes us think they wouldn't control the actual judges in these cases. And here we have Town Hall yesterday saying, legal experts believe his decision was ghostwritten. They suspect top left-wing attorneys like Mark Elias mailed him, emailed him what to say. And what also happened yesterday? Mark Elias is, is looking for a payday. Uh, they're going after Carrie Lake and her attorneys for even bringing the suit in. Do you realize before, we never saw this kind of thing before where you would sue somebody and then they would go after you for that suit? I mean, it, it happened, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is we're, we're investigating crimes and now it's a crime to investigate that crime because these bastards don't want to get caught. They've already been caught. They want to penalize you for exposing it. Why? So more people won't expose it. So we'll all fade into the background and go, damn it. I guess our elections are rigged, but we can't say anything or do anything because we don't want to be sued up the anus for it. James, you're a little bit saucier than usual. Folks, I'm watching the crashing and the destruction of the country that I love, that I have been defending her uh, constitutional laws, uh, rights, that you're God-given, by the way. Let's make this clear. Our rights, our freedoms, our liberties are given to us by God Almighty himself. God Almighty himself gave us the freedom of thought, give us the freedom of choice, of free will, of agency, whatever you want to call it. Now, of course, there are consequences to that free will. We don't get to pick the consequences. This is a, a, a lesson I taught my children very, very early on. Yes, you have a choice, but that chancla is going to go flying. You are going to get pow-pow. You are going to get timeout. You are going to get restrictions. You're not going to go to your friend's house. Whatever the case may be. Oh, yes, you had the, the, the right to make the choice, but you have absolutely no right to determine the consequence. Unless, of course, they're Marxists and then they twist everything and they make the consequences against you or us for pointing out their sins, their lies, their subterfuge, their uh, skullduggery, their thievery, their lying, their fraud. The standard should have been whether voters were disenfranchised, not all the additional hoops Thompson added. If inner city blacks had been disenfranchised, Thompson would not have added all those extra requirements. He would have made the law fit. 
Robert uh, Gavoya, a rare attorney who isn't afraid to speak up and who describes himself as a as watching prosecutors, judges, and politicians, said the standard should have been whether there was voter suppression. Instead, Thompson said Lake had to show an extreme, vague, high bar in order to prevail, that an election official intentionally caused the printer changes in order to change the results of the election, and that it did affect the outcome, which it did. They did prove that, by the way. He explained many away many of the disturbing election anomalies as accidents or mere coincidences. He ignored the vast majority of them in a show of arrogance. His opinion was less than eight pages long. Thompson was com- completely ignored all the voters who saw long lines and gave up trying to vote as they as if they didn't count. Considerably, probably well over half of the voting locations in Maricopa County were affected, not to mention they were almost all in heavily Republican areas. This was no small disenfranchisement. But of course, you know, Republicans, we're white nationalists and racists. So what we say and do and what we feel doesn't count. All right. I like how Wayne Allen Root broke it down. Listen to this. And speaking of scams, how about the Arizona election? The revelations are incredible. This Arizona election with Carrie Lake and don't forget Blake Masters and all the other Republican candidates who had it stolen from them. It was stolen worse from Carrie Lake, if it's possible, than by the Democrats in 2020 against Trump. Separate from, I'm sure, the FBI colluding with media and social media to Reagan steal the election. And separate from, I'm sure, FTX laundered money from Ukraine rolling in for Carrie Lake's Democrat opponent, Katie Hobbs. I'm assuming that happened too. And separate from fake mail-in ballots and separate from a month of voting before the election. And so every Democrat fake vote gets in and separate from illegal aliens with driver's licenses voting, which by itself makes up the entire margin of victory in Arizona and Nevada year after year. But now the main fraud we all have to look at that happened in Arizona was the crooked Maricopa ballots. They were printed on the wrong size paper. So on election day, they broke the machines. They broke the tabulators. They wouldn't fit in the tabulators. 19-inch ballots were printed on 20-inch paper purposely, obviously, but I'll say allegedly, so it wouldn't fit. It caused election chaos and a mass rejection of votes, but only on election day. Never in the month of early voting when all the Democrats vote, and it didn't affect mail-in voting where all the Democrats vote. It only happened on the day that Republicans vote in person, physically, Election Day, and only in overwhelmingly Republican districts. This is the definition of voter suppression. It stopped hundreds of thousands of Arizona Republican voters from having their votes counted. So when Democrats talk about voter suppression, once again, it's Saul Alinsky. He counseled Democrats, Rules for Radicals was his book, dedicated to the devil, by the way. And he counseled the Democrats, look in the mirror, whatever you see, blame the other guy. Democrats talk all day long about voter suppression because they're the ones suppressing Republican votes and rigging and stealing elections. Yeah, Saul Alinsky, Saul Alinsky. All right, folks, but look, it's not just Arizona and the 2020 elections. They want to be able to codify federally the rigging of our elections and one-party tyranny. We really are under one-party tyranny. We've got the uniparty, right? we got Mitch McConnell uh, in bed, literally and figuratively, with the Marxists. They're all the same thing, old boys network. 
they're used to picking our presidents and not us knowing about it. And oops, we got to sneak in a President Trump one time. Shame on, egg on their face, shame on them. They'll never let that happen again. What another way would be to be able to rig elections than to do away with the electoral college system? I mean, it's all of you poor, backward, white, of course, this is them talking, not me, of course, you know this, right? It's all of you flyover country bumpkins, southern Christians, and your love the Constitution are screwing everything up. I mean, who the hell needs an electoral college system? Why don't we just have exactly what the, our founding fathers were trying to avoid? Tyranny of the mass populated places of Boston and New York and Philadelphia which is today represented by Los Angeles, New York, and some of the aforementioned cities. Let's just do away with that old antiquated system of the electoral college system. Says one of the subcommittee persons of the January 6th committee, Jamie Raskin. That's right. They're going to be pushing this, folks. They want to federalize our election. And And boy, they want to get rid of. Boy, they want to get rid of the electoral college system. Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin on Sunday said this on CBS's Face the Nation. Uh, You know, we spend hundreds of millions of dollars every year exporting American democracy to other countries. And the one thing they never come back to us with is the idea that, oh, that electoral college thing you have, that's so great. We think we'll adopt that, too. Um, You know, Thomas Jefferson said that he deplored the sanctimonious reverence with which some people look at the original handiwork of the framers when Mm -hmm. they should be looking to their own experience. He said the framers were great and they were patriots. But they didn't have the benefit of the experience that we've lived. And we know that the Electoral College doesn't fit anymore, which is why I'm a big supporter of the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact, where it's bubbling up from below. But there are now 15 or 16 states in the District of Columbia who've said, we're going to cast our electors for the winner of the national vote once we get 270 electors in our coalition. So let me just conclude with this, folks. We're now going into the next phase of their plan to destroy America. Look, they have been not following the Constitution. They've been defecating and destroying our Constitution. They have not been upholding the Constitution. They've been doing the exact opposite. Look at Mallorcas. Supposed to uphold the Constitution and our sovereignty. In fact, he's just making the, uh, uh, along with all of the Biden handlers, making the border just a welcome center for illegal aliens. Not upholding the law, giving away our money, declaring wars that uh, Congress is supposed to. They've been doing this for a long time, but now we're going in the next phase. They've got absolute power. No one has stopped them. Now let's just get rid of the pesky constitution to begin with. And it just, electoral college, who needs that? But do you think it's just going to stop there, folks? Do you think it's just going to stop there? Give me your thoughts down below. want to read your comments on Patreon and Locals. Hasta mañana. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll pick this up again tomorrow. Once again, thanks for your support and your subscription. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the powers that be. Fight the powers.